J-Hockey Voice. We got uh, WB, WEB online. That's right. The boys are here. <laughs> so anyway. That was pretty good. Uh, that was really yeah. good. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for a You've been planning so that. We got a, a nice short and sweet one for everybody just to break the monotony of the quarantine of the COVID nonsense. Uh, we're going to talk a little college football, a little Hawks in the Bubble segment, maybe talk a little hockey, maybe talk a little baseball, maybe just talk, maybe just talk to the boys. Just a little That's catching up, just a little, just a little hey-ho, how you do? A little hi to meet you. You guys ready? I say so. Let's do it. All right, let's start with college football. So it looks like uh, Big Ten yesterday decided that they're either canceling or moving to some kind of spring situation with their football. Um, and that also is the same story for the Pac-12. Uh, so the only three major leagues left uh, would be the SEC, the Big 12 uh, with us, and the ACC. So... And that's if they, they keep going. I think they're kind of on a wait-and-see type of situation. So at any rate, Papa Bear, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think um, the Big 12, do you think KU will end up playing? And why is that a, a good idea or not? Um, as far as I was aware, I, I had seen a statement from the Big 12 that they were, that they were intent on, on having a season um, yeah. and that they were going to play and their schedule was forthcoming. So it sounds like at the very least they are going to attempt to play. And I have no idea how far into a season they'll get. I think that it has to do entirely with how many players do or don't get sick and how healthy they are or are not able to re- you know, remain and whatever else happens in college football. Um, but I, I, they at least will attempt to play. I have – there's no way that the SEC is not going to try and play football games. I mean, the SEC is effectively a professional football league. Um, so there's just no way that they're not going to try and do that. There's so much, like everybody has so much money in college football, but like Alabama and like the SEC, you know, like they have money in college football. They're going to they're going to play if they can do it. So whether or not they finish is up for debate. But they'll they'll attempt the ACC. I haven't heard anything about. Good for a lot of money too. They absolutely could. It could go very poorly. Somebody could die. That's the stakes that we're talking about here. So, you know, it's, that's kind of the thing. Is it's, That's the whole reason the other leagues are canceling and why it seems so bad that they might play anyways because lives could be on the line. I mean, that's drastic, but it's true. Um, so the ACC has been notably quiet, and I have a feeling they're kind of just sitting there waiting to see either what happens or what the kind of response is to two conferences saying they're going to play or try to play and two conferences saying we're canceled and we're postponing. That sounds like a Duke thing to do. <laughs> Stretch, have you been thinking at all about this season and 
whether we should be playing what we'll uh, do yeah I mean I, I'm definitely I think I'd be more on the side of what the Big Ten and uh, Pac-12 have decided to do I, I don't think it's I don't think it's worth playing but also the Pac-12 came out with a statement saying that they hope that spring football is a thing like just move the yeah. season to the spring yeah. and I, I don't understand why that's not an option why they don't just do that like just postpone the season to the spring yeah I I think that seems like the best way to go for all the leagues I know it's you know it's going to be hard and logistically it's probably going to be a nightmare um, especially like TV deals and blah 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 and probably sports are going to be saturated for a little bit it's going to be great for people like us if we can ever get there. True. If we can ever get the vaccine. But I'm with you. I I don't see the point in, you know, it just seems so blatantly kind of to your point, Papa Bear, with all the money in the SEC football game. Like, yeah. it just seems so blatant, especially if we're going to kind of feign this idea of amateurism kids best interest at heart it doesn't seem I don't feel good about even watching it no well and I feel like to me the the ACC the only reason they're staying around is because Trevor Lawrence came out with a long Instagram post about how he doesn't believe that they should like there's so many reasons why it's unsafe so his argument was that it's unsafe for players to go home and be in the safety of their home than to be on campus and, like, in a tighter-knit situation uh, where they're where they're under, like, a college football team's control. And I was like, that, it doesn't – I don't agree with his statement, but his big argument was basically it's safer to be playing college football than it is to not be playing college football. And everybody yeah. knows Trevor Lawrence is a uh, – fourth-year med student at Clemson Medical School and is doing a very good job learning about how medicine and the human body works. So we should all listen to what he thinks about COVID. That's interesting. I was going to I was gonna t- take that a different direction and say, I bet the people who are paying him told him to say that. I bet you they did. I bet you they did. I, well, well yeah, I'm sure the too. university told him to say that because well, as Clemson, like, Clemson is, is right up there with Alabama in terms of financial... Especially currently... Yeah. Yeah. If I were the NCAA, I would be looking at this as an opportunity to reestablish some authority that they have been – because they've been trying to do that for a while now. It's like we've already talked about how the NCAA makes most of their money from the tournament, whereas it's the constituent schools that rely on college football to do the bulk of their money making. So it seems like the NCAA could make a big move right now and be like, we're all about player safety. There will not be – college sports in the fall that the NCAA recognizes. If the Big 12 wants to play some games and call them what they want to call them, they can do that, but there's not going to be an NCAA champion and we'll play in the spring. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out then and kind of just put their foot down and, and there's, like, the, the opportunity to, to appear like they care and actually have some, like, weight to throw around is right there in front of them, and I haven't heard anything from Mark Emmert. Pretty, pretty low stakes, too, for them if they aren't Supposedly making very much money on that, that could. I mean, they make money, but yeah, I mean, compared to everybody else, exactly. Like the still, it's it's a, a big win for a relatively low risk. I don't see why they haven't been like pushing for stuff, and they're not doing anything. Good point. Do you think this could ultimately help KU if 
um, Big 12 moved it to the spring or just canceled uh, the 2020 season where some of our recruits got a year to develop. Maybe we call a bunch of them red shirts even if they were going to be true freshmen anyway. Interesting. You think that could be a blessing in disguise for us? Who are you asking? I mean, whoever wants to talk about it. Your host, da- your host, Daddy. Why don't you pick? I pick you, Daddy Stretch. Oh, thanks, Daddy J. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I take the Daddy half glass empty approach here, and I think I think we as as a as a quadruple of daddies, we probably actually agree with this, but. It's not a hot take. I, I think KU not having a season is the best per quad a day. Yeah. Daddy Jared. Daddy Jared is there. Daddy J. Daddy me. Daddy me says that. Daddy Papa. Daddy Papa. Daddy Papa Bear. Yeah. Daddy Papa Bear. Uh, Daddy Will. I think, <laughs> yeah. I. I, I KU not having a season is like the most perfect dream scenario. We don't lose any games. We theoretically don't lose any recruits because we don't look bad in the games that we lose, right? So so, so not having a season basically means you keep the roster exactly as it is. You bring in the recruiting class that we have, which currently is pretty damn good, and we're like on, or yeah. on track to get some good guys. So I, I am... I am very actually very disappointed with the Big 12 for choosing to play a season and KU wanting to play a season because it, I think it hurts us. Do you think... Okay, so here's where I'm at. I know that we are talking tough about how we're going to play, but I still wonder if we're actually going to get a full any games in, to be honest. I think there's, that remains to be seen. It sure does. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why if, So if there are only three conferences Major conferences that are playing Why not Can you Could you not do a college football bubble I was thinking the same thing Why not I don't see why you couldn't do a bubble for All five leagues if you want to the, the, Yeah But it certainly gets easier the less Sure leagues, right? yeah 100% right. yeah. If you've got, if you got the, the ACC the, the SEC and the Big 12 You go Texas for the Big 12 you go, probably not Florida, but there is a bubble. There are bubbles in Florida right now that are successful. Put the SEC in like Atlanta or something like that. I mean, Georgia's not yeah. great. The South in general is kind of a train wreck. But if they got a bubble down there, I mean, pick a huge fucking city like Atlanta where that has a billion hotels. Right. Yeah, and a billion hotels and, and and a large amount of football fields, and especially because a lot of people are canceling high school. Like you could probably do it in North Carolina right now at this point because like we've canceled football. Se- Football for the high school football for this year. That's where I would put the ACC. I would put them right the fuck out there. Put, yeah. yeah, put us in. Put us in rally. Yeah. <laughs> rally Durham. Rally for Durham. Oh God. God damn it! it sounds bad. I don't like it when you say that. God damn it! God damn it, Bobby. God damn Yankees. Yeah. I I don't know. Well, I guess I guess we'll see and we'll talk about it on the next pod once again, but. Just, I think we, we're, as per usual, we're right. Yeah, so speaking of bubbles, let's talk a little Hawks in the bubble. So there have been – there's several um, Jayhawks playing in these sort of – I guess the bubble would be called like teams that 
at least had a shot at contention in the in the playoffs. Um, so the we had the Morris Twins on different LA teams. We had Frank Mason just being fifteenth man for the Bucks. Fourteenth, uh, sorry, fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> who else? We had Czech Diallo. We had Kelly Oubre, who's hurt. We had Joel Embiid, also hurt. And who am I missing, boys? Did you say the Morris Twins? You said the Morris Twins, right? Yeah. There's one more we're missing. It's been Ben Ben Mackie Ah, well, he's probably the most successful team of the, or at least doing. uh, I don't even know if that's true. But anyways, uh, what do you know about their performances? Are they are they making you know are they making us look good in the bubble? What what have you known so far? Because I think the NBA has probably been the most exciting league to watch since. Oh, Oliver, you're giving me a look. That's great. That's my personal opinion. That's what I've watched the most. I guess is what to say. But what what have you seen so far out of the Jayhawks? We'll start with you, Papa Bear, since that look uh, was worth a lot of words. Well, I was I was just gonna say I I just have watched more hockey than I have basketball, and I was really excited for basketball to get started, but. Between how good the abs have been and how, I don't know. I've, I've been following Dame. Uh, is the we, the abs Blues game was so much fun and it just got me excited and I haven't stopped paying attention since then. So, um, yeah, Damian Lillard has been going the hell off and the Lakers have looked like they're kind of to me they kind of look like they're just biding their time and waiting for the series that matters. And I mean they they have lost some games but they still look pretty good. Anthony Davis is a monster. As far as Jayhawks go, I mean, Frank had a big night uh, for Milwaukee. Was it last night? Yeah, yeah, last night. Well, so they were dealing with some players being gone. I think, was it Jonas did like a headbutt Jonas or something? Jonas headbutted somebody and got kicked out of the game, which is amazing. Freaking your Zinedine's and Don, am I right? Exactly. <laughs> you are wrong. You're wrong. Parlez-vous headbutt. Swan, am I right? Well, they lost without old MVP Giannis. Well, I guess he hasn't been named it yet, but it's between him and LeBron. Most likely. Uh, Frank, M- Frank Mason was 7 out of 10 from the field. 19 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Only in 21 minutes. He's- so he put less than half the game. Put close to half. And had that line. That's, that's damn good. And they won as well without they pretty much were playing with like Frank Mason and Brooke Lopez that was the whole team bitch he is Frank Mason he's 2 on 5 he is Frank Mason he will always be that little fucking dynamo who just wins basketball well I guess he didn't win this basketball game but who does everything he can does well it seems like it's weird every time with Sacramento remember when De'Aaron Fox went down they were drafted the same year Mm -hmm. De'Aaron Fox number 4 pick Frank Mason, the reigning player of the year in college, was like way the hell down in the second round. And was he in the second round? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was early second round, but early-ish, I thought. Looking like the first pick of the second round, maybe. Um, or second. I don't think so. Anyway, second round, and it seemed like he had a future in the NBA. Like, it seemed like he performed well whenever they handed it over, the uh, you know, the keys to the point guard position to him. And, you know, De'Aaron Fox is a good player. I'm not saying that. But it seems like every time he gets an opportunity, he does well. He just. But people uh, are like, he's short. We don't want to let him play. No, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I think the. Change, you might say. 
if anybody short end of the stick, you might you might argue. Hell. Um, if anybody understands that he's good and usable, it's probably Mike Budenholzer. Um, so maybe Johannes headbutting somebody and and kind of just like throwing a game and giving me a chance to do that helps him. But I don't know. Yeah. I seven footer being out helped the five foot ten player get a massive. <laughs> probably made it more likely for him to see the floor. Yeah. So I don't know. I love Frank. Other people hurt though. Was the who was hurt? Some guards. Bledsoe, I guess. I don't know. Even Deep Vincenzo. The big ragu. The big ragu was hurt. Yeah, he sure. The old ragu. The old ragu. The old dirty ragu. Um, but yeah, that was that was impressive to see. Has anyone else stuck out at all? Joe, I mean, I know prior to the power time, but Joe Joe has actually had a pretty solid bubble. Like he. Right. According to this, according to this little, according to this little article, he uh, he hasn't scored less than twenty seven game twenty seven points in a game outside of Friday's times. I think that was this was early on. This was like August. This was August eighth. But as of August eighth, he hadn't scored less than twenty seven points a game four days like ago. Four days ago. <laughs> yeah, it's the twelve. Four days. So I mean, so he's he's been. I think he's been banged up recently, but like. For the first four or five games of the bubble, he was doing pretty well. They yeah. lost a game where he went like 30 and 20 or something like that. I mean, he went yeah. the fuck off. I think he had like high 30s even. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like, mm, they, he scores a lot in losses, it seems like. But well, that, that team is, that team is, is just, they're, they're, they're screwed. Oh, they're busted because they don't have any shooting. They shouldn't have right. got J.J. Redick. They they start five centers like they they start like they they are playing they're trying to zig when everyone else is zagging and and play like there's this behemoth lineup, but they don't I mean they they don't have any chemistry they don't really have like ball movement it's just like spread out and let one of them kind of go to work and it's like there's a reason nobody else is doing all that like yes you're bigger than everyone but so so what yeah, yeah. I think if it brands in last year sorry. No, no, go ahead, Jaden. Sorry, I, 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 I think they're less, I, I think their team isn't built as well as it was last year when they lost to Kawhi on that weird uh, Quad, quadruple bounce shot. Yeah. Bounce, yeah. They had a shot that year to do it all. Weirdly. Um, yeah. Yeah. They they almost they definitely got worse. And, and like pivoted in the wrong direction after losing to like Toronto last year. They Here's a hot take that you guys aren't gonna like. Um, yeah. Here's a hot take that you're gonna like. It's that JoJo is a really good player. I don't think he's ever gonna kick this injury habit. I think he's always gonna be like uh potentially awesome player who never reaches his full potential he's gonna have flashes of awesomeness I don't think I don't think he's gonna be Hall of Fame I don't think he's gonna be that and that that hurts to say because I think he's got all the potential in the world but there are I think he's got you know injury issues sure so body issues but I think he's also got certain I won't call them character issues but just like mental issues that kind of get in his way sometimes too um 
he does some silly stuff on the court and off and I wish he could he could like hit that next year but to be truly great but I think he's gonna be just like a really good player for a while I think it's why we should hashtag fire Bill Self because I think Bill Self does never really get like character like improve character issues you got Wiggins you've got Embiid you know, even Paul Pierce is a character issue at this point. And I know that Bill's not re- responsible for Paul, for Paul Pierce, but, but Bill is responsible for KU. And so at this point, like, if we don't fire Bill Self because of his character issues and the impending FBI invest, you know, or the already happened invest, investigation, you know, and like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why we haven't fired him yet. So speaking of the one uh, firing Bill Self, the best argument against that is a player who Charlotte was was openly campaigning for as a, as a candidate for most improved player. Now, he's not in the bubble, so it doesn't really go with the category, but it is NBA. So, Devontae Graham having an absolutely outstanding season for a pretty mediocre team that didn't make it to the bubble, the bubble championships. Uh he didn't. He didn't end up in the top three for most improved player. But so a lot of people thought he was snubbed. So, uh, do you want to talk about that for a second, there, Papa Bear? I'll pull up the quote while you're doing that. Yeah. I so um, in in reading about this as much as I can, um, what I've what I've been able to kind of glean by looking at everyone's opinions on these things is that there's kind of three basic ideas about what most improved player is and there's either someone who goes from irrelevant to being a like a knowable good player mm-hmm. a la Devonte graham somebody who like basically nobody knew and became like a good to occasionally great relevant fucking player that everyone who is, is invested in the nba knows because of that there's the go from being a like erstwhile consistent contributor to being like a genuine like very good player maybe even an all-star a la Pascal Siakam last year um, yeah. or like a DeMontis Sabonis like working with the word erstwhile it's a good word um, and then the third camp is people who are um, who go from being a very good player to being one of the best players in the world who, like, improved to such a like, insane level, like a Luka Doncic this year. Now for you, yeah, I was gonna say, who are you talking about here? So, I mean, but that's the thing, is like that every year there's, you know, there, there's not always one of each of those things. Sometimes there's just um, what's his name? Victor Oladipo, you know, and nobody else, and, and it's like, obviously this is the guy. But whenever there's, like, a whole bunch of different people that you could be like, all of these guys have improved an insane amount and it's noteworthy. It ultimately boils down to what do we consider to, to matter the most. And apparently the Devontae's tier is not the one that gets at least a nod. I, I have, I'm okay with Bam Adebayo winning. I'm okay with Luka winning. But I, I don't see – I think that Devontae should be a nominee. I think, it's, I think that he should be in over Brandon Ingram. Um, and I think some of that just has to do with it being Charlotte and it just not being as big of a thing. Sure, sure. Well, it, so you bring that up, those three different camps. They literally took one of each of those camps pretty much. And they took one from the, from the Devontae Graham uh, camp. But you brought up the Doncic thing, so I'm going to bring up his quote. Yeah. 
so he was being um, asked uh, by um, a reporter about being um, in the final three for the voting of most improved player and he asked the reporter who votes in this and then the the reporter responded well 100 of us including me then Doncic said well take me off the list and put Devontae Graham on there I don't deserve to be on there so if you look I mean Doncic is one of the best in the league right now he's just he's had a really really good season he had a good season last year um, but he went like you said the, it was the good to great but if you look at Devontae Graham's numbers last year didn't even play every game about 14 minutes of the 46 games that he played only started three last year he averaged 4.7 points so less than five 2.6 assists 1.4 rebounds this year he got he pretty much started every game after like the first week because he was showing out 18.2 points okay from 4.7 to 18.2 2.6 assists up to 7.5 assists that is those are really good assist numbers and then 3.4 rebounds but for, for a guard not terrible his three point percentage went from 28% to 37% close to 40% from NBA range that's not bad at all not just that but also he shoots a lot so he's he's accurate and high volume from three point Is he's not just like making three out of four a game or something like that exactly so you compare that to like Ingram well, it's kind of hard to. I don't have all of Ingram's number. Adebayo went from eight point nine points to sixteen point one points. That's a good jump. I don't see how that's any more improvement. That's actually quite a bit less improvement. That's like a seven point improvement, whereas Devontae's is like, you know, just if, if you round it, it's like a thirteen point improvement. I think. I think and his rebounds went way up at Adebayo's, but his so did. Devontae's assists so if you compare positions did you already mention the number of made three pointers that Devontae had this year no but it was one of the highest in the league right Like so he had 218 made three pointers this year and last year he was in the 50s yeah okay and now here's the other thing Ingram uh, came in he had basically the same amount of minutes obviously Devontae got way more minutes because he looked way better but he went from 18.3 points 23.9 so like 18 points 24 points uh good that's an improvement but that's not like most improved come yeah. on I, uh, five rebounds some... to six rebounds three assists to four assists how is that a better line than Devontae's? he's a better player overall in what would be what his fourth year he's the same age as he's the same age as wiggins yeah he's older than that Okay, so like, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would say, I could see the argument for any of them. I don't see the argument for any of them above Devonte Graham's, but especially those second two who are not Donkich. 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 Bam should be there. Bam, I might even vote for. I mean, Bam, Bam is Bam is really good, and he is. I, I feel like from a a, a like st- like just. Overall play, Bam has really improved his game. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the context of each of those players' situations is what it winds up coming down to. Because I'm with you, man. Like, 
I'm never going to argue against Devontae. And if you look at what at just his numbers increase, it makes total sense. But also, like, if you know, last year Kemba Walker was the starting point guard for the Charlotte Hornets, and there wasn't going to be like a rookie like four-year college point guard coming in and like no matter who it was and like kind of challenging and, and contributing 18 points and having the minutes to do that in on that team and sure. they paid a whole lot of money to Terry Rozier or Rozier however you say it so the biggest story I think from a Charlotte fan standpoint and not a Devontae Graham standpoint is just that this relatively unexpected just kind of guy we drafted outperformed the dude that we spent a lot of money on to come in and perform this role for us and that's awesome but I think people are looking at Bam he kind of unlocks Miami's defensive potential I mean they went from being like a good team that was like competing for the eighth seed to being like squarely like the third or fourth seed in the in the eastern conference and being like a very good team and Bam is as big a part of that as anybody. I mean, Jimmy Butler's been big for them, but if you if I if you had asked me who the the Heat's best player is, I'd probably tell you it's Bam Adebayo. I mean, yeah. like they beat they beat the Bucks in the game that I watched on TV when I was at Stretch's place in Carolina. Fucking, it feels like years ago. It was like four months ago, even. But uh, it's crazy. Um, but it was because he played his out of his mind, and he's the only person I've seen defend Giannis well since Kawhi did it last year in the postseason I mean it's 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 nuts so his nut like the the individual like last year to this year improvement like the word improvement may not apply so much to him numbers wise but like what he does for their team is huge and so it's like it's hard to like I'm with I don't see how Brandon Ingram is a bigger improvement than Devontae Graham I mean people have been expecting a lot of Brandon Ingram for like seven years now and he's just finally doing what they thought he was going to do. So calling that most improved is fucking weak. And I feel like it's just a way to try and, like, give some awards to the Pelicans because Zion plays for them and they're trying to just do some stuff. And, again, I think that if Devontae played for the Knicks or the Lakers or the Clippers, you know, that he may be in that conversation and that, you know, is what it is. So I I, I think you made a good point there. Um, I think – I just have more issue with the fact he didn't make it to the top three, and I think you could give other things. I think you can give other accolades to Donkic. If, I don't know if he needs to be in that. Sure. And I think Donkic would say the same thing. He did my, say the same thing. My other question, since we're on it, and you brought up the Pelicans, who do you think deserves Rookie of the Year between the big two, Jaw or or uh, you know that dude, that dude guy? I think it's John. I think John's going to win. I don't think that Zion's going to win. I think that people people are talking like Zion has. You know, people are are riding. People are riding Zion's what his coach power game. game power game more than they're riding Gorn Gorn I think John Morant is my favorite non-KU player in the league right he now. He is so much fun to watch play basketball, man. So free. I like was looking at John Morant cuz you know those like kind of teal old school 90s Memphis jerseys that look cool. Beautiful. They look so good. I dude, Ja is an exciting ass player to watch. He even dunks like pretty strong. Dude, he has some it's, posters this year. If you like he has he killed some guys. But I, I am a sucker for a good passing point guard. Like that, that gets me off more than a, 
a dunk. Like, dude, I will squirt all day to like a sweet ass pass. And it's gonna really suck when next year he wins the most improved player. You know, <laughs> I think he just. I mean, he's played all year and he's played all year like incredibly well. Like, and that team is in the playoffs. Because of him, and minus a Jer- minus a Jaron Jackson Jr. injury, they 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 would have they are like easily. I guess they're, they're not. Ace. They're in the bubble. So I mean, but they would be yeah, but, in the postseason if, like Stretch is saying, had JJ not been hurt. Yeah, yeah. If if Phoenix hadn't gone off with Devin Booker, Booker yeah. was pretty good. I want Phoenix to do. I wish Ubre was a part of the success, but he contributed. He helped get them there. He was a good player for them this year. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything in, since they've gone six and zero in the bubble. They were they were a 12, like an eleven seed in the you know in the West, That's and fair. now they're they're like going to make the playoffs. Don't take this from me. Yeah, Ja. But anyways, I think it should be Ja. I think. Or do we all yeah. agree that it should be Ja? Yeah. Absolutely, Ja. Could be Zion just because he's got literally all the new sites on his side. Here's, here's the deal. I mean, Zion, the way Zion played was good enough to win rookie of the year had he done it all year. It's not that Zion didn't do shit and it's just it's all hype. Just as good all year. That's but, but that's what I'm saying. So like if you go on Twitter and you listen to like NBA fans talk about it, they'll they'll talk about Zion cuz he did a bunch of fucking exciting shit and that's what they hype. But Ja also did a bunch of exciting shit and he did it all year and the people that vote are going all to vote year. for Ja. The people who vote are going it to vote for him. an argument if Zion had played this way all year in my opinion. Yeah, had he been all the way all year, then it would still be a conversation, and he didn't. And the people, again, the people who vote know that. I haven't seen in an article yet that's like, here's why I'm voting for Zion for Rookie of the Year. All I've seen has been people being like, it's got to be Ja, he did it all year. And it, it will be. Yeah. It will be, but there's still, well, I guess they always have to have the two foils at least, at least two. On they got to hype it if at all they whatever. can. Yeah. Just just for the sake of getting people to read their stories. But yeah. I think Ja is is very, very exciting player. I, I get that Zion's exciting. I actually don't hate Zion. I just hate I like him a lot. Um, I just hate Duke. <laughs> yeah. And I hate Nike at this point, even though I'll still rock it time to time. We're but you guys up. get it. I think we're on the same team here. And let's finish up talking about a little major league baseball. So Still having a season, even though some teams aren't playing due to COVID situations. Um, What's COVID? Never heard of it. But it's a thing, apparently. Uh, as far as the Royals update, just got off like a four-game winning streak, and then we lost a stupid one in extra innings with the new rules last night. We're actually looking a lot better than I thought. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the Rosadoff stretch for our KU-based fans who probably like Kansas City a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's it's certainly been an exciting stretch in the last four or five games, even even with losing one. But sweeping sweeping the Twins, who uh, had the third best record in baseball up to that point, was was a pretty big deal. Um, it was particularly exciting for me because my cousin's a big Twins fan, so to, to meet his twins was was pretty huge. Uh, but uh, but no, I think it I think it more than anything it shows that like the Royals have 
I know like a lot of rebuilding teams have the pieces that could could manifest themselves into a quality team. Uh, and and manifest themselves in a way that isn't like the Astros where you have to cheat to fucking win. So uh, more importantly, like like we just have guys that are good. We have a manager that is uh, he is a Cardinals guy, but a manager that I think is 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 treating this young team the right way, and that that is exciting. It's certainly uh, you almost wonder if this is kind of a blessing season since it's like not a real season, but you get a lot of seasoning for young players. Um, right. For us, with we, we saw some good pitching and they got hit a little bit, but you could see that they had a lot of potential. That's yeah. good stuff. Oh, big old big old boobitch was. Uh, I mean. Big old booby booby. He got hit bitch. hard, but like he also was. But he was throwing some dots. He was throwing dots. He's throwing some dots. That is an inside joke, but I'm glad we ran with it. It's still. Uh, really he was throwing darts for for you Midwesterners out there. He was throwing darts. No fucking dots. Fucking dots. Fucking dots. Fucking dots. Bob Bear, what do you think about the season? How are your Rangers doing? Uh, I mean they're mediocre as hell. They 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 win you know every you know they win they win every third game and then sometimes another one. But mostly they suck. They lose to the Astros when they play them. They lose to the A's when they play them. They beat the Mariners when they play them. I mean the most exciting thing that's going for them is they have Joey Gallo who hits like 480 foot home runs and he threw some guy out at home plate from like deep in the outfield because he's huge and strong and so he does stuff like that. But I mean. When there's one out of nine guys that you're, like, hyped about and then you're watching, like, old Elvis Andrus just kind of, like, tail out the end of his career, it's, like, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's cool. I don't care at all. Exactly. I was just doing that for, yeah, that's not good. To be, to be a nice friend. There you go. But See? here's what I actually do care about. Do you think <laughs> – sorry for being an asshole. No, you're, uh, right. you're not Do you wrong. think um, we'll make it through the season, we'll crown a uh, World Series champ? They, they're doing at first I would have said they're doing worse than I was expecting because it took less than a week for multiple teams to be postponing games and getting sick but they're carrying on in the face of that relatively well so I I still don't feel like they should finish the year but it's starting to look like they're going to like they're going to just kind of push through it seems like even if they only have like 12 fucking teams that they'll be like well these are the teams that are still playing and we'll let six of them play for a championship it feels like they're like pretty hard, hardly committed to like doing whatever their darnest to, to play some games. Yeah. The other um, part of it is that they, I think, they're going to be committed to and have a, a pretty solid sense of like for the playoffs, they're going to do a bubble. Yeah. Oh, they will kind of. They, they, they've started to propose now. Okay, so here's the problem with baseball, and this has been the problem the whole time is. One group has proposed an idea that is good, and the other has said, "You're you're a bunch of jerks, and you suck." And you know, it's like it's like a real Jay and Stretch situation where Jay says something that's true, and Stretch gets pissed off, you know, and and, and gets all whiny about it. Like I, like I like the presentation of that. Yes. Yeah. No. It's 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 absolutely true. So so one group has said we should have a bubble, and the other group is hopefully going to finally have some rational sense and be like. That's a good idea. Let's have a bubble for the playoffs. Yeah. Like, why not have a bubble for a 12-team playoff? It's worked. 
it's worked. Just do it. Yeah. And especially, especially if they do it in Miami, because I've heard that Miami is so low in cases and just like really on their shit that I, I, it doesn't make sense to do it anywhere else but Miami. They're true, 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 true. So anyway, it won't be easier once it once it whittles down to just uh, like a select few teams. Like, yeah. Well, shit, you could whittle it down right now and have a bubble and have a playoff series third after a quarter of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you shouldn't do that, but but you could. There, it's clearly obvious who the teams should be competing for playoffs and who should not. All right. I don't. I don't have. I don't have time to list the, the the sixteen teams I think should make the playoffs and would make the playoffs. But if if you gave me that time in a segment, I could do it right now. Well, let's save that for the next pod. Do you guys feel good about this one? I think so. Man. And a nice little short but sweetie for for the boys. Ferda, hashtag Ferda. Boys and hashtag girl. top cheddar. Hashtag go abs, man. That was a big win today. Yeah. Congrats to you guys. Uh, hopefully the. Let's go Blues The Blues are following suit It's going to be a good series man I'm looking forward to it We'll see We play tonight We play a little bit later and The Blues are definitely 0-3 Since the bubble has begun But they've all been We've been ahead in every game Until the third period You've so. played well for the most part And then just not finished in games That while they matter Don't really matter now you guys are playing games that you have to win if you want to stay alive, and I think it's going to. Yeah, I we think just like win. we prefer to finish when we're actually in the playoffs. Yeah, so, so that's kind of how I. That's that's kind of what I've been expecting. Is, is that exact response? We will see. But good pod, boys.